Alright, you bastards. It's the Black and Basement Bastard here, back after a fucking while. It's been a while. Um, mainly because I've been fucking neck deep in the tar pit recently. So, genuinely feeling like the Black Pit has been uh, very present in my life. I mean, it comes and fucking goes, doesn't it? Ah. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been fucking tricky getting around to this one, just climbing out of that and indulging myself in some fucking misery. So, um I said I would pretty much be talking shit on this episode, episode four, uh, and that's exactly what we're gonna be doing today. Um It's pretty much I'm planning on just talking about the intention of the podcast. So why the fuck did I start with a cassette? you know, podcast, talking about black metal, underground stuff, all that kind of shit. Um, And really, what was the inspiration for doing it? Because it seems like, you know, everyone can fucking probably buy a cassette and listen to it, and there's tons of, um, like, criticism on music out there. There's plenty of people reviewing music and shit like that, so it's like, why do you need one more voice to do the same thing? Well, that's the idea, really. I'm I'm not supposed to be doing the same thing. I'm not really here to be critical of the uh, the format or the music, really. It's more about just playing the music, listening to it, showing it to you. Uh, you fucking dirty bastards. Uh, you get to listen to the music. If you like it, you can go and buy it. You can be the critic yourself, you know. It's pretty much just me talking about shit that I've bought, which... God, that makes it sound like a YouTube unboxing video. Fucking hell. Okay, so uh, that's the... Um, I, I'm not going to do the podcast anymore if it's just a, an audiological YouTube unboxing. <laughs> it isn't. The The idea is generally is just to yeah get some music out for you guys so you can listen to it and really just kind of... I hate the word promotion as well. Like, it's... It sounds like I'm being really fucking up my own ass when I say, like, you know, oh, I'm I'm here to promote these bands. It's nothing to do with me or my interest. It's... I, I suppose, like, you know, I'm, I'm quite into philosophy and sort of the deeper meaning of things. I'm not here just to be talking about, wow, that guitar riff or the speed of this is really good, the recording is excellent or poor or vocal styles or whatever, you know. I've played stuff on here that I could have been critical of, but I didn't really want to be because it's not, you know, I've, I'm fucking sick of criticism. It's just fucking everywhere. We're in an age of where people are allowed to be more expressive than ever. The only problem is, is that actually being paid for your expression is fucking so difficult. Uh, whereas cassettes and stuff are actually really cheap, like super cheap. Um, vinyl album, you know, depending on where you're from, you're looking at like 25 quid if you're from the UK, 300 crowns in the Swedish fucking money if you're over here, and a cassette, even the fucking like expensive ones are like 80 crowns, which is, you know, seven quid tops, you get a full album, physical copy, it's just get straight pushed through your letterbox, you know, you don't need to worry about it fucking getting, like, really super damaged or anything. 
and you can buy them from all over the fucking world. And you're also often supporting independent labels and shit like that. This is, you know, unfortunately, we're all fucking cogs in the capitalist machine to a greater or lesser extent. So, you know, these people are putting their extra effort into write music and record it when they also have day jobs, mortgages and all this shit to fucking pay for. So, you know, streaming off Spotify and what have you, you know, I do it all the fucking time. It's very fucking convenient. But I don't discover anything on there that I particularly like. You know, you get a recommendation for fucking, like, greatest dance hits or something when you've just been listening to fucking Marduk and it's... uh, Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, of course I fucking want to listen to fucking dance tunes. Like, no, I fucking don't. Like, algorithms are fucks. So, yeah, it, it's essentially about, you know, trying to find independent labels for people who... Or, you know, independent labels, independent artists for people who wouldn't necessarily uh, stumble across them themselves or know where to start. Because, you know, I mean, it's it's all part of the fun of the underground is the adventure and finding new music and, you know, is it good, is it bad, going to shows, blah, 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 taking a bit of a risk. Now, the problem with taking a risk on vinyl is the fact that it's fucking expensive and it's massive. So, you know, there's not much you can do about it. If you're going to sell stuff on Discogs, then go for it. You know, you buy something you don't like, fucking sell it on, whatever, great, brilliant. Um, Whereas with tape or whatever, it takes up very little space. And I find with music as well that if I don't like it in about three years' time, if I listen to it again, I might actually have some time for it. Because tastes move on and change. I'm not burping because of fucking drinking at the moment. It's morning here. I'm having a cup of tea. And by morning, I don't mean anyone's died. I mean as in AM. So... That's really sort of the, the main intention of the podcast, is to provide a dodgy wormhole for, you know, it says that I've got about 35 listeners. I find that fucking hard to believe in itself. You know, (laughs) I think the only people that I know that listen to it, there's one bloke in the UK and one bloke in Stockholm who's, you know, Satan's propaganda minister who is essentially, you know, warning me against saying certain things or whatever. Because he's really fucking knowledgeable about his music and what have you um i'd really like to actually have him on the podcast to talk about how he got into black metal and stuff like that because and this is where you know the the dodgy part of black metal comes in and i think this is also part of the interest on uh my end as well is the fact that it's so heavily guarded as a, a musical form I mean, people talk about it being pretentious and snobby and what have you, and you know what? To a certain extent, it fucking is. Like, I'm not saying, like, you don't go into something like metal if you don't have an opinion on it. It's not about listening to everything. Um, At least from my point of view, you know, I have tried listening to a lot of stuff, and I don't like quite a lot of stuff. Thrash metal, I just can't get my head around it. I mean, there's one song by Talica that I think are fucking is actually decent, and that's uh, Four Horsemen from Kill 'Em All. Slayer, I get fucking bored of them super quick. Um, 
I don't know, it's just it's not my scene, that one particularly. I was definitely more into, um, like, 70s blues style, you know, Led Zepp rip-offs pretty much for a long time. Um, I've always listened to sort of, this is, you know, like, I'm already undermining my own integrity here and it's, like, fucking anxiety central now because it's like, where the fuck am I going with this? Um, when it comes to metal and shit like that, it's really, you know, obviously I've been listening to fucking Motorhead, you know, Amon Amartha in there at one point, I'm fucking listing bands at the moment, my head's gone blank, you know, as it always fucking does, but, um, one thing growing up around metal is that I noticed that black metal is like, it was almost the very fucking, like, the iron centre of the accusations of being a poser, or, you know, it was really fucking intense, man. Like, the the black metal guys I met back in the UK um, when I was maybe, like, my early 20s or whatever, like, when I was saying I sort of hung, hung around with Des of Burial, Ah, speaking of which, go to Apocalyptic Witchcraft and fucking uh, Burial have just announced that they're releasing their latest on vinyl. So if you're a fucking rotating black disc lunatic, get yourself one of those. Highly recommend it. Um, If you're new to the podcast, which I would be surprised if you are, uh, like I say, I've only got two listeners. So um, episode three. You get to listen to three tracks uh, off that uh, album, but on the cassette release. Um, so, yeah, it's these guys were the most fucking pretentious people I've ever met. And, I mean, pretentious as in, like, they really knew what they liked and they weren't afraid of saying what they didn't like. So, you know, I fucking turn up wearing a Mastodon t-shirt or whatever... And, you know, you've got people wearing fucking Bathory, like the classic Bathory t-shirt. And, you know, names that I probably wouldn't have been able to read at the time, so I don't know what the fuck they were. Um, And, you know, it was really fucking intimidating. But there's also part of me that I find, you know, I, I quite admire the aspect of having a strong... Or, you know, a, a very particular taste. I don't have a problem with people having a particular taste unless they're only doing it to seem, you know, fucking cool and legit. This is why I have no problem with saying that black metal is something that's taken me fucking ages to get my head around. So, really, in about 2016, something like that. I um I got introduced to uh the lad I know in Stockholm, Satan's propaganda minister. <laughs> the reason I call him that is um he was always sending me like links to talk yeah, if that's how you pronounce it, mayhem um and Again, mind going fucking blank here, Marduk. He's just always been firing stuff at me. Um, 
that's always been his thing. He's been really fucking, like, down deep into that and always really enjoyed, you know, supporting the underground and shit like that. It's it's definitely, um, like, his thing. So, I thought it was really nice that he was just, like, fucking pushing this shit on me and I was like, oh, fucking hell, like, the production's terrible, I don't like the vocal styles, I can't hear anything, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, it's an extreme fucking music form. It takes time to get into, so, um, I'm not really ashamed of the amount of time it's taken me to get into it. There's always been an interest floating around in its themes, like I say, you know, I'll go back to Winterfelleth with this one. They always have sung about, um, very English and this is where the dangerous side sort of comes in. I mean, dangerous depending on how um, politically aligned you are with, you know, nativist ideas or nationalism or whatever. I mean, they're not fucking right-wing uh, at all. And I don't think that though singing about heritage and stuff like that isn't intrinsically right-wing or nationalist or Nazi, if it was. I wouldn't be fucking anywhere near it, but it's um it's a fine line. Um, but the thing about you know old English heritage and you know like atmospheric principles in the music almost sing of England, so that was always fucking interesting. I've always had a great deal of interest in history, so when I listen to Winterfell Earth, when I'm just sort of you know burgeoning on my real approach into the genre, the sort of the transition. Um, that was a real uh, great moment of sort of like, oh, wow, you know, maybe actually there is a bit more to this than, you know, just the church burnings in the 90s. And, you know, if you're on the outside looking in, you only hear a fucking handful of shit about it. And to be honest, from what I know anyway, from my experience, the black metal community in the UK is very small. For whatever reason, the um, it doesn't really quite um, translate over to England. I mean, more on that later. Uh, but, yeah, th that was kind of my inroad. I would say Winterfellows were my inroad. I mean, if we go back to what we, you know, I mean, it's hardly fucking uh, extreme metal now. And I think, unfortunately, the one of the things that I was saying um, on the last podcast where I was saying about people who wear a Thor's hammer on everything and um, a general, like, sort of gym warrior Viking people, um, we can probably, uh, put the blame at the door, uh, with Amon Amarth for some of that, uh, I think, because, you know, they, they became very popular, and I know Johan Hegg is part of Grimfrost and what have you, again, I'm not sure how I feel about Grimfrost, to be honest, I always, sometimes they say good stuff, and sometimes I just get a bit fucking, um, they rub me up the wrong way, because it's obviously astonishingly commercialized uh if you don't know uh what grimfrost is that's just like an online shop for buying 
Scandinavian made um Viking, you know, memorabilia, fucking jewellery, gym clothes, t shirts, you know, reproduction, historical clothing, that kind of stuff. Um and this kind of comes into an aspect of why I think black metal has always had um a particular interest uh to me personally. How the fuck I was talking about the how my uh you know, what the intentions of this podcast are and it, it was you know, I pretty much have stated those. Uh and now I'm just waffling on about my own personal philosophy, I suppose you should know. Uh your your host. Um but this uh, black metal has never really had the commercial aspect or success. I mean, that's debatable, and there are some real fucking strong opinions around that, so I'm not really particularly worried about treading water, but I don't know like enough to say um, how much the scene is or isn't commercialised. I don't feel it's commercialised yet because there's still plenty of amazing underground bands who are not pushing themselves to become fucking massive. Um, so that's that's decent. But I think that could well be happening genre-wide anyway, as I've sort of been saying, you know, these people have got nine-to-five jobs generally and are doing it because they believe in their art. For me, that's better than becoming commercial. You know, what does commercial mean? If we examine the form of commercial, like, it means you are creating songs that can be consumed in a capitalistic fashion. So that means mass production. And if you're going to go big and you want to appeal to a broad market, you have to write songs that are going to appeal to that broad market. So... You know, if you're going to go commercial, you've got to bear in mind that, you know, you might have to compromise your integrity. Black metal doesn't do that, as far as I'm aware. Like, I don't see a huge amount of fucking black metal artists or whatever doing massive fucking arena tours. Um... And even the big black metal bands and stuff like that, the legacy bands from the 90s and what have you, I... Apart from really um, enslaved, which, holy shit, I'm probably drawing the most amount of fucking flack I could possibly imagine with this, but those are the guys that I've listened to the most from the original 90s scene. I fucking love me a bit of Dark Throne. Holy fucking crap. But, again, I'm loath to say that, like, I've been listening to these guys for fucking, like, 20 years, you know, like, when I was a fucking sperm in my dad's fucking bollocks, I was already prepared for black metal. That, that's just fucking so dishonest, because it's not true. Like, I don't need to prove that I've been listening to these bands for a long fucking time to be able to understand the art form. And I think this is one of the points that, you know, you kind of can feel very... There's a huge amount of gatekeeping within black metal, so obviously you can get this, like, massive amounts of insecurity and insecurity from the people who are gatekeeping. You know, you don't gatekeep unless you're particularly fucking insecure. 
But this is where I'm going to demonstrate my own insecurity now. This is going somewhere with the uh, the whole commercialization. I feel that um, since the Vikings TV show came out, that like Scandinavian um, culture to a certain extent, at least the mythological and um, pre-Christian cultural ideas have been commercialized and i mean the philosophy has not been commercialized none of the philosophy has been commercialized it's fucking hard to commercialize philosophy but as you will find if you go into any fucking crystal shop or you know places that sell incense and books on tarot cards and shit like that and this isn't talking about genuine occult shops. And, you know, the people working even in these crystal shops are genuinely fucking, like, spiritual people. The problem is, it's an amalgamation of cultures where, you know, the commercial aspects of those religions and cultures can be sold to you. So, that's what's happened now with, um, like, Viking stuff. And I'm even loath to use the word Viking because... Viking in itself has now become this byword for some sort of weird, like, hyper-masculine, oh, I'm a Viking, and I go to the gym, and I'm a warrior, and my girlfriend's a shield maiden, and all this crap. And I'm, it's fucking all over Instagram, man. It's fucking all over it. And <laughs> as you can tell by the inflection of my voice, I'm getting a bit annoyed. Time for another sip of tea. It's all over Instagram. And I don't think I have a problem with people getting back in touch with the heritage. I have no issue with that. What I have a problem with is when people who 10 years ago had absolutely no fucking interest in history, had no fucking interest in male grooming, like, fucking growing beards, or, you know, swords. I mean, Game of Thrones is probably as much a part of this as well. It suddenly became cool to be, like, a fantasy nerd. And, I mean, I've been studying... Studying. This is... Go back and listen to the rest of the podcast where I've just said, you know, it doesn't matter about how much fucking time you've been into something, blah, 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 blah. Um, I started... Uh, reading about uh, the myths uh, up here when I was about 14, 15 years old. And it's really shaped quite uh, a lot of my life. I'm a spiritual bloke. I used to be like quite atheist about these things. Um, but I think if you move to Sweden and start living in the woods, it's a bit difficult not to change your frequency a little bit and pick up on things that you wouldn't necessarily... Uh, pick up on uh, if you live in Manchester in a fucking, you know, post-industrial city. But, you know, reading about it and, you know, I got into the sort of like the occult practice of it and being spiritual when I was younger and what have you and then you share it with people and you just get called a fucking lunatic or a nerd or whatever, like, for getting into it. And... 
uh, I don't really fucking know. Like, it was just like, it was so uncool, man. Like, it was fucking deeply uncool to be studying, like, pagan stuff and blah, blah, blah when I was growing up. And it was also, you know, I remember Viking reenactors coming to my school when I was seven. And that's when like I really sort of discovered the aesthetic they kind of brought food and things like that you know to try and what have you and ever since then Vikings have kind of been stuck in my mind and then that's you know how I went into one of these crystal worshipping shops in Manchester and picked up a book on various different types of paganism uh, and Asatrue was in there so for me since you know, Game of Thrones and Vikings has come out, and specifically Vikings, because you don't really see too many blokes running around being fantasy nerds. Like, they're not Jon Snow and shit like that. You usually see, uh, you know, like, people dressing up in, like, fairy sort of stuff like that is usually kind of more um, on the female side. I just want to point out, I don't, I'm not into binary genders. I think there's a, a fucking spectrum. If you study anthropological um, stuff, <laughs> I can't speak. Um, it's fucking early morning, man. Um, if you study like anthropology and what have you of cultures pre-Christian, there's very little evidence for there being binary genders uh, and binary understandings of that. Uh, but there's not really a great deal of evidence from uh, Viking society that that wasn't the case. So as in, like, you know, there were binary genders. Um, but the I think there's one fucking word? One word somewhere in the, uh, the myths or the sagas that potentially alludes to in a similar way, the Native American third spirit, so non-binary, essentially. And I mean, Ymir, the, you know, primordial giant who is slain by uh, Odin, Vili, and V, um, was a hermaphrodite. So, you know, they had concepts of this shit. If you want binaries, go to Christianity. Um, or... Any of the Abrahamic religions, for that fact. Um, where the fuck was I? Yeah, right. So, yeah, there's now this fucking thing, you know, and it, it it's all a, a bit of a part of back to the land thing, but it's a real fucking echo of the back to the land of the like the Victorian age, where it was it's a nativist thing, and. As I said before, there's nothing wrong with being interested in that stuff and what have you. And, you know, whatever direction it takes you and you should follow your own path by, you know, don't let my fucking bullshit stop you. Uh, and I, I don't think I'm particularly talking much bullshit, to be honest. I'm just trying to put across a point of view. Um, it's something, you know, this is, I go through this sort of self-examination on a, a fucking daily basis. Hence the reason I end up in a fucking pit of despair and misery for fucking months at a time. So, it feels like there's um, so much commercialization of, um, 
like Scandinavian culture at the moment, and generally it's by people who ten years ago were wearing like fucking sportswear with shaved heads, no beard, and all of a sudden they go around doing the devil's horns, showing up to fucking music festivals because it's like, ah, oh, yeah, fucking Vikings, blah, and you know these people have a, like a, no real interest in it being anything to do with the culture they're just latching onto a commercial and now commercialized um you know market of selling people beard products and then it says you're a warrior kind of thing and so to sort of try and round this off there's also the aspect of people um, wearing metal clothes and, you know, like, black jeans, black t-shirt with a band on the front of it. This is, this is fucking not new news by any stretch, you know. But these people who were once so fucking against wearing anything different are now wearing it because it's no longer considered different. It has been commercialised. And this is what capitalism does. It subsumes everything and takes the parts of it that can be sold and begins to market them. So this is not only why I'm tentative about saying, you know, like, oh, you know, I really like black metal, this, that and the other. Actually, I feel like I'm quite new to it. It's only within the past two years, I would say, that any of it has really made a great deal of sense. And I would probably say even the past year is where I've really, 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 like, I'm on it. Like, so it feels wrong for me to try and sort of make myself out to be something I'm not because what I have a problem with is people making themselves out to be something that they're not. Um, An example that I like to bring up, and I mean, it is not a particularly... um, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, there's a great deal more uh, prejudice in the world than this particular example that neither diminishes the fact that the prejudice that can be um, seized upon I'm not diminishing that, and I'm certainly not diminishing this crime. Um, There was a girl who was from a place called Backup, uh, near Rochdale, which is pretty much where I'm from. Rochdale's like 25 minutes drive, um, just on a a, 30 mile per hour road from Middleton. She was murdered because she wore cybergoth clothes. Right? So, 15 lads, they reckon it was. I think only two of them got charged with the the murder. But the police report suggests that the people who were phoning the police at the time said there were 15 people, 10, 15, were jumping up and down on her head, right? Because of how she dressed. And these were all fuckers who wear, like... Uh, or who used to wear like, Nike jumpsuits and shit like that. These people who are Nike jumpsuit wearing pieces of shit, right, are now pretending they're Vikings. Like, I... It's fucking unreal. Like, I go back to Middleton now, and all these cunts have got fucking beards, man. 
Like, it really pisses me off because I remember walking down the street where I'm, like, you know, walking down to the pub. I had long hair and a fucking beard. And they're all, like, shave your dirt, you know, like, shave your dirty beard off, you fucking horrible cunt, like, mosher, blah, 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 blah. And now they're all wearing beards. So I do have a massive, massive issue with people appropriating stuff just because it's commercialised and it's acceptable. So this is why, it's a roundabout fucking thing, this is why I've had an interest in black metal, but I've never actually sort of got into it fully, you know, because the music didn't make any fucking sense to me. It's it's philosophy, and it's all these various sort of concepts that it has about it being quite a, a close-knit... Um, you can say elitist, but I, I really don't think it is. I've only ever met good people in the black metal community. I've met intimidating people, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're bad. I mean, intimidating, like I was saying when I was younger, they were just like, fucking had very strong opinions, and I got intimidated simply because they had strong opinions. But that's not to say that everyone who has a strong opinion is correct or nice, obviously. Um... But essentially, the the reason that I've started the podcast is because I want to get back into m- music and the music scene proper in a way that, um, for me, functions. So I want to be able to give you guys an insight into some tapes and shit that I've bought, some independent stuff. Hopefully, if I can get them some new listeners. I'm also doing it because I want to worm my way in deeper into, you know this really interesting art form that is black metal, understanding its philosophy, its non-commercial aspects. Why is it so interested in nature? Why is it so interested in Satanism? Why, you know, why is the atmosphere the important part? What is it? Like, it's this really individualist but somehow collective art form. And... I wish I'd said all this at the beginning. It would have been much more interesting and less long-winded. But that's why I'm I'm doing the podcast mainly. And that's my intention. You know, I, I kind of... I have been in the music industry. It was only 18 months. And speaking of good guys, uh, one of the lads I used to work with at STS, Martin Aspinall, he was the guy who got me into, like, stoner, electric wizard, all this kind of stuff. Um... <laughs> Electric Wizard, all this kind of stuff. Fucking hell. Mention all the generic names. Conan. Um, we're a fucking great band, obviously. I mentioned them on the last podcast as well. Uh, but yeah, Martin Aspinall, who I used to work with, he's probably one of the most fucking introverted, miserable blokes I've ever met in my life. He was really fucking great with me and introduced me to loads of shit. This is kind of what I want this podcast to be. Is like, you know... It can be fucking elitist. If it's only got fucking two listeners, how more fucking elitist can you get? Those fucking blokes, they know who they are who are fucking listening. <laughs> you hipster as fuck. Um, that's the important part for me, is giving some... Um, a bit of a leg up to bands and artists and uh, philosophy in the, like, you know, the scene and the record labels and stuff, but also 
for those people who might be fucking isolated in their communities, who don't get to go to fucking black metal concerts, you know, fucking coronavirus and shit, no one's been to a fucking proper black metal concert for a while, or just a concert in general, whether you like fucking Duran Duran or whatever, you can't go to a concert. So for me, it's, yeah, that's what the intention of the podcast is. It's not about anything other than delving into some interesting arty shit, me talking shit, and you getting to listen to some fucking tunes while I do those things. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of what the Black and Basement Bastard is all about, and preferably me losing my fucking announcer voice as well. Jesus Christ, when I listen back to some of those podcasts, it really drives me mad. But yeah that's that's it so i mean if you've got any questions or shit like that i really do want to push the podcast but i don't want to monetize it either um i've got um you know like the facebook page black and basement bastard spelt wrong because they don't allow bastard because you know why the fuck you can't you have bastard um and I've got the Instagram and whatever, and they say that you can promote your page for a certain amount of money. I'm tempted. I'm fucking tempted to promote the page so I can get the music and the stuff I'm talking about a bit more dispersed, but I also don't want to commercialise. This is the fucking the Catch-22 thing. It's like, I want to reach more people, and the way to reach more people is by doing some form of commercial. So I'm still not sure yet. I don't know um, how to do this. I might just go out fucking flyer and stuff doing posters and shit like that. But is that more effective than using a Facebook algorithm for fucking nine days? And then, you know, allowing it to grow from there. Uh, Contact me and fucking let me know. Tell me if my fucking podcast is a massive pile of shit. I want some fucking feedback. Um... Black and Basement Bastard Pod at gmail.com is my email address. Uh, Black and Basement Bastard uh, is just a Facebook page, and you can also find it, Black and Basement Bastard, on Instagram, where when I'm not depressed as fuck uh, and contemplating that life might not be fucking worth living, <laughs> is it? Tell me, tell me, is life worth living or not? I mean, you should never ask the internet to fucking do that. They'd instantly tell you to hang yourself. But, uh, yeah, just fucking get on it, you awful bastards. Listen to more music, keep it underground, keep it independent, and under no circumstances compromise your own integrity. This is what this is about. And never be ashamed if you're only just getting into something to still be able to enjoy it as some fucking gatekeeper who's been doing it for 30 years. You know, it's just as fucking valid. If you get the philosophy, it's valid. It's totally fucking valid. But if you're doing it to just look fucking cool, question why. Why do you feel like you need to be fucking cool? You know, that's... (laughs) That's my kind of philosophy on spirituality and shit. Examine yourself and, you know, become the best version of yourself that you can be. Don't be a fucking complete cunt and just do something because you think it's cool (laughs) I don't know maybe that's a fucking shit way to sign off very fucking elitist very fucking gatekeeping but anyway yeah 
look after yourselves, you awful bastards, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Later. <laughs>